Hello, and welcome to the Make Over Your Marriage podcast. My name is Rachel Jenks, and today we are going to talk about how to stop fighting with your husband. I want to first start out this podcast by saying thank you so much for joining us again this week. Um, I think I forgot to mention my name. So I'm Rachel Jenks. Maybe I did. Um, But thank you so much for showing up every week. And I would love, love, love for you to give a little review on iTunes and to share this with your friends. I know sometimes talking about marriage can be a touchy topic, but sharing it with your friends is just going to help them stop fighting with their husband, avoid over-communicating and all the things that we talk about here. So it's a safe way to listen to get some marital advice. So thank you in advance for doing that. So today we're going to talk about fighting with your husband. And what I'm going to start with is fights and disagreements are normal. So a lot of us go into marriage or relationships or even in dealing with our kids or our parents with this belief that if we disagree, that there's something that something's gone wrong. And so when we get married, we think that we need to agree on everything and that we you know, can't have conflict and that everything's got to be a bed of roses all the time. And that's just not true. A true relationship is going to be one in which there are going to be conflicts. There just are. You are different people. You grew up with different families and different experiences, and you're now having different experiences. You know, my husband and I, we actually used to work together, but even when we worked together, we had different experiences at our job. So assuming you work in a different place than your husband, you are having different experiences at work. You have different relationships with your children, with your parents. So everything is different and everybody reacts differently to the experiences that they're given. So now we're taking a bunch of different experiences and everybody reacting differently to them. And it is going to create conflict. You are bound to have conflict with your husband probably every single day. But as you probably have heard, it's how you manage that conflict is what is the difference between a happy, healthy marriage and one that tends to lean a little bit more towards the toxicity, the difficulty, the misery type marriage. So I think about my husband and I, and it was interesting recently, I was going to um, do a TikTok and it was going to be just a simple question of what was the last fight you had with your husband? And I thought it'd be kind of fun just to see the kind of different things that people say. But what I wanted to do was then say, here was mine. And I'm not saying this to be like, oh, my marriage is perfect and wonderful, but I couldn't think of the last actual fight that we had. And I'm going to explain myself here. When I think of what an actual fight is to me, that is more than just disagreeing. That is yelling. That is name calling. That is not talking to each other for a few days. That is making snide comments behind the other one's back, rolling the eyes, like all of those negative kind of toxic traits that I think about in my former marriage, which is my same, same husband, different type of marriage than I have now. And that is what I think of a fight. And I honestly couldn't think of the last time that we had a situation like that. But guys, I'm also telling you here that that used to be the norm. Every conversation we had ended in some sort of toxic arguments, the name calling, the yelling, the silent treatment. Where now I honestly could not think of an actual fight that we had. Now we have had disagreements. In fact, we had one um, just here recently over, um, over his staff at his office. So we used to practice law together. I am no longer part of the practice because I've branched off to do other things. Um, as you may or may not know, I used to practice family law in family law mediation. And I just got sick of the people that were, they were at the end of their marriage. They were done. They were not interested in managing their conflict or repairing things. And they fought about everything. And I always say, I got sick of listening to people fight about their spoons because people at the end of a marriage fight over really silly spoons, right? 
they don't seem silly to the people at the time. It's the principle of it, right? But it felt silly to me. And I just got very, very tired of living in that negative world. So that is why I now coach on marriage. Um, but we were having a staffing conversation and it was tense. There was some harsh words because I disagree with some of the decisions he's made, but it's not my business anymore, but I have opinions. But it didn't end in a fight. There was no name calling, no um, silent treatment. There was no follow-up emails with mean words in them. Like there just wasn't a fight. So it is possible to have a marriage where you have conflict and you have differences of opinion, but still not fight all the time. I think about my husband and I, and both of us have pretty strong personalities and strong opinions about things. And we have six kids and we have really busy, weird schedules and lives like many pe people do. But it's very easy for us to fall into having a conflict over it because we have different opinions, but we don't let those conflicts turn into an, a blown up fight anymore. So I think I've belabored that whole section there enough. So what I'm saying is that conflict in marriage is going to be normal, but it's how you manage the conflict that is going to decide how happy you are in your marriage. So I have like a little process that I like to take my clients through, and I'm going to share this with you uh, when it comes to uh, managing um, conflict and how to stop the fighting with your husband. So it is going to be a six-step process. You might want to get your pen and paper out and write down these um, steps in the process. And if you want some more help with this, of course, you can um, uh, head over to rachelljanks.com forward slash podcast. And that is where you can schedule a call with me where uh, we'll talk about what's going on, what kind of fighting and lack of communication you guys are having. And then we can um, talk about coaching together to help you fix your marriage. So if you feel like you're like, I don't know how to fix this. This is like, we're beyond repair. I got you. All you got to do is go schedule that call. You'll find the button there right on um, the um, racheljenks.com forward slash podcast page. And you can schedule a call and we can work on this together. Cause I find that my clients really benefit from working through this process a few times along with, um, with some coaching, with some accountability and things on it. So here are the six steps. The very first one is I want you to evaluate your last argument. And it's not to go through and decide who is right or wrong or to make judgment on it or, you know, say that, uh, you know, I messed up or he messed up or anything like that. I just want you to evaluate. I want you to take a look at it. Okay, so that's like, get ready, pick out what the most recent, and I want the most recent argument because this is the one that's freshest in your brain. And when I work with my clients too, we don't go back and rehash all the old arguments and problems they've had. We deal with the most recent argument and we start our coaching there. So you're gonna start with the most recent argument and we're gonna evaluate it. So take a look, what was the trigger? So if I use the example of the disagreement my husband and I just had, the trigger was overstaffing issues um, uh, at, at the law office, right? So what was the trigger? That, um, that, that started it. Like what was the spark? What started the argument? It may be a comment he made about you being in your jammies all day. We had a, my husband made a comment a couple of weekends ago. We're like never home on weekends. My, you know, again, with six kids, there's always in the winter, a gymnastics and a, or a swim meet going on always. And so we're never home. We were home for like two full days. And I kid you not, I got up, worked out, showered and put my jammies on. And I, I sat on the couch. It was the weekend of the, um, AFC game. Uh, football games and the NFC games. And we sat, we watched football and I, we just, I did nothing. And he made some comment about, gosh, you've really been riding the couch today. And now the old Rachel would have taken that personally. That was a trigger for me. It would have caused me to be upset. I would have made it mean that he thinks I'm lazy, that he doesn't think I do enough around the house, like all the things. But all I did was be like, yep, I'm damn lucky because I got to stay in my jammies all day and do nothing. Right. So I got to decide what I made it mean. So what is that trigger event for you? Is there something that your spouse said that he did? Um, something that like happened in your life that triggered the argument to happen. Okay. And you're going to ask yourself, like, what did you make it mean? 
So when I go back to my laying on the couch all day example, I could have made it mean a whole slew of things, but I didn't make it mean anything because it didn't. He didn't mean anything by it. So what are you making those triggers mean? Okay. Is it true? So if you're making it mean, again, going back to the couch example that you're lazy, is it true? Are you lazy? Maybe you were that day, but are you usually, do you usually not take care of things in the house or work or do all the things? Is it true? Okay. And also ask yourself, like, where is this hitting on your own insecurities? So again, the couch example, if I'm worried that I don't do enough or that I'm too lazy or that I don't get enough done all day long or that I should be doing something else, that trigger, those words are going to mean a lot more to me in a negative way than they would have if I'm totally confident in the fact that I deserve a damn break. Okay. And again, that weekend, I deserve that break. I'd been running forever and I deserve to sit on the couch all weekend. So I made it mean absolutely nothing. Okay. So take a look at the trigger. Step two is taking a look at the trigger and asking yourself those questions. What did you make it mean? Is it true? And where is it hitting on your own insecurities? Okay. And then step three is going to be, how could you have reacted differently? And this is my part of the coaching where we talk about a pattern interrupt and how could you have done something differently there? Could you have maybe just like the, uh, you know, now that you've done the work and you realize it didn't have to mean anything and there's, um, uh, you know, that you're feeding into your own insecurities, what could you have done differently? Could you have let it go? Could you have used some different words? What could you have said or done differently so that it didn't escalate to the point that it did? Okay. And then number four is going to be to make a plan for that new action, that new way of acting differently. And this is what I call a pattern interrupt. So you're going to do something different. So the next time you're faced with this exact trigger or something similar, you don't need to work through the whole process because you've done that, but you just can be a pattern interrupt because you know that it doesn't mean anything. You know that it doesn't have to feed into your insecurities. You're going to be able to be a pattern interrupt and act differently. Step five is huge, guys. Step five is practice, right? Step five is over and over and over again. You need to practice it because you might do a really good job on the next trigger on being a pattern interrupt. And then the time after that, or the three times after that, you might go back to your old patterns. And so that's where I work with my clients on retraining their brains, because sometimes our brains just are not able to let it go. Our brains are not able to move past it. So we have to work on those little deeper patterns in order to, um, to release them. And then your very last step here, guys, number six is don't expect perfection. That's kind of what I was just saying, right? It takes practice. You're not going to be able to do it perfectly the first time you are going to slip up. You're going to mess up on all the things, but it is about um, practice and it is about practice over perfection. Okay. Now the big thing I want you to notice here on all of these six steps, not one time did I tell you to go to your husband and tell him that what he said hurt your feelings. Not one time did I tell you to wait for him to change. Nothing we did in this six step process had anything to do with him. It was all about you. Okay. The, I guess the only thing that had to do with him is maybe he's the one that, that said the trigger words or the, took the trigger actions. But beyond that, it was up to you to decide what you wanted to make it mean and what outcome you wanted to have. Okay. So if you're sick of fighting with your husband over some of the dumbest crap that you've been fighting about, or even the serious crap and you want to make a change, this is the process to follow focusing on you. And if you want more help with this, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, all you've got to do is go over to racheljanks.com forward slash podcast. You can also find that link in the show notes, and that's going to take you to the, my webpage where all of the podcast episodes are housed. And there's going to be a button there for you to grab the makeover your marriage plan, as well as to just go straight and book a call. Because I promise you, I can help you reduce the fighting that you have with your husband. Now I can't guarantee you're never going to have a fight, but like I said at the beginning, when I was trying to think of the TikTok, and I couldn't even think of the last 
fight, all out blown up fight we have, I call that a win because we used to have them on the regular. And actually, if we went a couple of weeks without having one, it was because we had gone a couple of weeks without having a conversation, which is how why that happened, right? It was because we were fighting for two weeks. So it is possible for you too. So head on over to uh, racheljanks.com forward slash podcast, grab your call, um, and let's have a conversation about how coaching can help you fix your marriage and avoid the divorce that you're thinking about, that he's thinking about, the elephant in the room. We can avoid that. So thank you so much for listening to this episode, and I cannot